Welcome to Driven by Purpose with Makanjuola Davis, a M. Davis Project production podcast where knowledge never grows gray. Here is today's broadcast. Love doesn't kill, trust does. There are people you will disappoint, and it will seem as if they want to avoid forgiving the offense. I don't think so. People only get carried away about why we should forgive our offenders, but rarely people talk about what it means to forgive. If you're a Christian, you are under the obligation to forgive everything, no matter how big the offense. In fact, you don't have to wait for your offender to ask for your forgiveness before you do it. The big difference between forgiveness and reconciliation is that, it takes the minimum of one person to forgive. And it takes the minimum of two persons to reconcile. I don't need to see you to forgive you. I don't even need your permission to forgive you. I can do it all on my own. When it comes to reconciliation, you will never do it on your own. If you are willing and the person you want to reconcile with is not willing, then there's nothing you can do about it. Meanwhile, there are people who find it difficult to forgive certain individuals they once cared about. It will be my pleasure to share with you today why people find it hard to forgive their once-upon-a-time confidant. When you're trying to forgive anyone, that means there's a kind of breach of trust or some kind of disappointment from the offender. This often comes from those we trust and rely on. Most people find it hard to forgive because they want to forgive and trust at the same time. This is impossible. You can never be advised by any reasonable human being that when you're forgiving an offender, you must equally trust the offender again. Forgiveness should come for free no matter what, but trust must be earned again. You can't breach the trust between you and someone and expect the relationship to continue as usual. Certain things must change. You are not likely to be entrusted with so many things as it used to be and you're more likely to be in the dark about the person's personal life information. When we love, we get hurt, but when we trust those we love, we can get killed by them. That is why to love may come easy, but to trust goes beyond our emotions. You've got to use your head and take your time. Think about your spouse. Can you question whatever edible he or she gives you to eat? Or anything he or she offers you to drink? Have you ever thought of your spouse giving you a drink, and you felt what if there's a poison in it? It is hard for you to think in that manner because of trust, not love. You don't eat whatever anyone gives you to eat because you love them, you eat it because you trust them. That's why it is easier to forgive an enemy than to forgive a friend, because a lot is involved before anyone can entrust anything in your hands. How easy do you think it will be for someone who spent five years observing you to see if you could be trusted, and you let the person down all of a sudden? It may take another 10 years to earn such trust back. Mineko Iwasaki says, stab the body, and it heals, but injure the heart and the wound lasts a lifetime. No one recovers easily from a breach of trust from a close ally. Your pastor may not tell you what I'm about to share with you. And this is more reason I don't have any plan in my life to be a pastor. I want to continue sharing the truth without any limitations, most especially the truth that is rarely spoken on the pulpit. Trust gets you killed because trusting others with certain aspects of your life comes with many risks. Whenever you love, be aware that what follows is trust. And the moment you trust, you have put your life at risk. There's no one you love today that can't rise against you tomorrow. There's no guarantee that anyone can remain your ally forever. For us to be saved, Christ's life was put at risk. His life was endangered and was killed by those he came to love and save. When you trust anyone including your spouse, You take a great risk without any doubt, because the saddest thing about betrayal is that it never comes from our enemies. No wonder Sigmund Freud once said, he that has eyes to see and ears to hear may convince himself that, no mortal can keep a secret. 
If his lips are silent, he chatters with his fingertips. Betrayal oozes out of him at every pore. Meanwhile, you don't trust everything about an individual. People earn your trust each time they pass a test of friendship. Because you can trust someone with your secret doesn't mean you can trust them with your money. You may not test them, but God knows how to create circumstances that will enforce your spouse or friend to prove their loyalty to you. Love is not something we give or get, it is something that we nurture and grow over the years, which will eventually result in a solid trust. Even if you're still betrayed, you know you did your best. And if the letdown doesn't cost your life, it means there's what God wants you to learn in the situation. It's hard to tell who can have our back in a lifetime. For everyone will suffer at least one horrible betrayal in their lifetime. In conclusion, be smart, and be careful who you trust. Ask God to always help you to trust the right people in your life. Forgive people but allow them to earn your trust. Never give your trust to anyone for free, or else, it could get you killed. When you love, you will trust, but may it never get you killed, Amen.